peace be with you. I want to welcome you here to worship at Westminster. It is good to be here with you today. Today, worship has been planned and will be led by our high school confirmation class. I hope you are appreciating the fall decor around you. Uh, we were here last night preparing worship for you and are so happy to be with you in worship today. Now, I invite you as you settle into this space Let's just take a couple of breaths to center ourselves in this space and in this place. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds to worship God. Please rise in body or spirit for the call to worship. Today, we offer thanksgiving, not just for the joys of our lives, but for the other things as well. For doubts that let faith moments shine, for pains that open our eyes to joy. For all the ways that we learn and love, we give thanks.
Please join me in the community prayer that is printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. We thank, we thank you, God, for bringing us together with our grateful, loving Westminster community to celebrate the opportunities we have been given. We are grateful for the love and the support we receive from our shelter. We also give appreciation to our first responders who have worked so hard during the recent disasters. We thank, we thank you, you for the opportunities we have improved to improve the world that you, that you have given us. We also, we also thank, thank you, O oh God, for your love and acceptance. Let us accept your love with gratitude and open hearts. Amen. Amen. Our prayers continue in silence. Amen. God's grace flows through our lives, refreshing and making all things new. In Christ we are forgiven, in Christ we are set free. Thanks be to God. Amen. This is the Sunday of the month when we offer a birthday blessing, so if it's your birthday month or if you missed your birthday month, come on forward to receive a blessing. You may have noticed I uh, took the cover off the baptismal font because for me, when we celebrate our birthdays, it's a good time to remember our spiritual births as well. And so after I offer you a birthday poem, and Bethany and I offer each of you an individual blessing, if you would like, we invite you over to the font to touch the waters of your baptism and to put it to your head or your hand or whatever feels right and be reminded of God's enduring love for you. And of course, we leave that uncovered for all of you for all of today, should you like to come forward after the service. So on this, your birthday, a poem from Mary Oliver, Messenger. My work is loving the world. Here the sunflowers, there the hummingbird, equal seekers of sweetness. Here the quickening yeast, there the blue plums, Hear the clam deep in the speckled sand. Are my boots old? Is my coat torn? Am I no longer young and still not half perfect? Let me keep my mind on what matters, which is my work, which is mostly standing still and learning to be astonished. The Phoebe, the Delphinium, the sheep in the pasture and the pasture, which is mostly rejoicing, since all the ingredients are here, which is gratitude, to be given a mind and a heart and these body clothes, a mouth with which to give shouts of joy to the moth and the wren, 
to the sleepy dug-up clam, telling them all over and over how it is that we live forever. Happy birthday. I'd like now to invite any of the children who are worshiping with us to come forward, as well as Bella and Ellie, who are going to help me out up here. Let's sit for now. All right. Yes, your hallelujah. All right. Welcome. It's good to see you today. So, this week of Thanksgiving, we're thinking about gratitude and all that we're thankful for. And we thought it might be fun to teach you a song today, a song that's all about hallelujah and praising God, okay? So I've got Bella and Ellie up here to help me. And what we're going to do is we're going to teach half the song to this side over here and half the song to this side over here, okay? And then we're going to put it together. And of course, you out there are welcome to join in, right? Y'all can be this half and then this half over here, okay? So this half, all you have to say is hallelujah, 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 okay? I think you can get those words down, all right? And it goes like this. You sing with me? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Try that much. Ready? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Excellent. I heard some of you singing too. Very good. Now this side over here, your words, praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. That's all you got to remember for words, okay? And you go, praise ye the Lord. Can you try that? Praise ye the Lord. Pretty good, right? Okay, that's the first half. Let's put it together. You ready? Hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. Now, it switches. Now you all are first, okay? Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. <gasps> Rob knew it! <laughs> all right, so we're going we're gonna to do a praise ye the Lord, and then you're going to stick in a hallelujah, okay? So ready? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And then everyone, praise ye the Lord. Okay, now that we've got it, I'm not expecting you all to do this, though you can, but you all down here, when it's your turn, I want you to jump up and sing, and then when it's not your turn, sit down. Okay, oh, oh, yes, you have to do this too. All right, so when it's your turn, you're going to jump up and sing. When it's not your turn, you're going to sit down. Got it? Here we go. 
blessing shows up in our lives, not just this week of Thanksgiving, but all through the year. We give you thanks. Amen. All right. So if you are in fourth grade or older, fourth grade or older, you're actually going to stay here in worship. Our high schoolers are leading worship and they want you to be in here with them. If you're in third grade or younger, you can choose to stay in here if you want. Or if you're in third grade or younger, we do have Sunday school classes for you. Third grade and younger, you're going to follow Grayson and Micaiah right out that way. All right? Good. Go now in peace. Go now in peace. As we prepare for our time of prayer together, we invite you to join us in this chant of preparation. It's printed in your bulletin. They'll sing it through once, and then we invite you on the second and third time to join us in sanctuary. Are you guys ready? Will you join us? Lord, prepare Today we will be having a bidding prayer. After each prompt, feel free to lift up the names on your heart. It is okay to talk at the same time. God will hear all of our prayers. Let us pray. God, hear now the people and places we are concerned for.
God, hear now the people in places we are grateful for. Gracious God, you hear our prayers, offered in the name of the one who teaches us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, hallowed be thy earth is in his heaven, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debt as our, as our debt our debtors. Give us not temptation, but deliver us from evil.
first scripture reading is from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me in all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. The second reading comes from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us. And we are gods. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter his gates with a thanksgiving and, and, a, and a his courts with praise. Give up thanks to God. Bless her name. For uh, the Lord is good. God's, God's steadfast love endures forever. And at God's faithfulness to all generations. This is holy wisdom. Holy word. Thanks be to God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, my fellow congregation members. It is clear the love of God everlasting pervades this room. Although the love and beauty of God are present throughout the world, we are among some of the blessed individuals that can enjoy the beauty of God from our front doorsteps. From the placid, simplistic beauty of the bay to sublime Mount Tam hovering above us, with the mystical fog banks curling around its ridges like the love of God, which wraps around us every day in what I can only describe as a holy hug. Our community here at Westminster reflects the work and service of hardworking individuals who will continue to strive for positive change in the Bay Area and society at large. And as we sit here this beautiful Sunday morning, it can be easy to recognize all that God's love and beauty has provided us. But, as we near Thanksgiving, I am not going to lecture you on the need to be grateful for God's beauty and love. I believe that you are already aware of the presence of God's love in your lives. Today, I want to remind you all to strive to be grateful to God in times when it isn't as easy to show instant gratitude for God's love. As we continue to be bombarded by sobering news of domestic and foreign terrorism, bigotry, and oppression... It can be easy to let our fear control us. While it is important that we recognize where society falls short, we must remember that the news largely focuses on the worst of the world and that society has more to offer than the brutality we read about every day. The ultimate goal of terrorism is to strike fear in the hearts of people, thus giving the actors power over others. As responsible members of society, we cannot waver in fear as these perpetrators hurt our brothers and sisters alike. We must look above these actions, letting the love of God comfort us and fuel us with determination to be the better people, as God would wish we do. As Psalm 23 states, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let us go to God for love in times of hardship. 
It is time that we celebrate the precious time we are provided by God. As humans, we must endure pain throughout our lives, as life is inevitably imperfect. But ultimately, this pain can only bring us closer to God's love and truly demonstrates to us the importance of God's love in our lives. I find this idea similar to running. This past fall, I participated in cross country in my school. Every day, I would run up with my team to nearby Phoenix Lake. One such day, we ran 13 miles up and over Mount Tam down to Stinson Beach. Let me tell you, it was a grind. God had purposefully chosen the weather that day to be a toasty 95 degrees, and we soon found ourselves sweating profusely as we moved up the hill at a moderate pace. After an hour, we found ourselves nearing the highest point of our climb. Suddenly, a dreaded cramp pierced me in the side, and I was forced to walk to my great dismay. When I run, I usually look down at the ground, making sure of my footing first. When I was forced to stop, I looked up to see my surroundings for the first time. I was astonished. For the first time, I realized where I was. Below, I could see the glistening town of Mill Valley, Tiburon off in the far distance, and the ever-present bay glimmering in the afternoon sun. It was through this experience that I learned that sometimes we need to stop and look at things with a new perspective in order to fully enjoy God's love and grace. It also taught me that sometimes we need to endure a little pain to truly recognize the value of God's love and beauty in our lives. I would like to share a C.S. Lewis quote with you all today. Though our feelings come and go, God's love for us does not. It is true that God's steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Sometimes, though, it can be challenging to recognize that, especially amidst the media that surrounds us every day. Let us remember as we enter the new year that we are all the children of God and that he will forever bestow upon us his indefatigable love. Remember that even in times of trouble and fear, sometimes we must stop to walk and look up from the ground to view what is truly around us. Let us also endure the uphills of life. Go to God for comfort and surround yourself with God's love. Perhaps we can even help each other on this journey as well so that we can all reach the vista point and enjoy the beauty of God together. After all, life is just too short to be lost in fear, afraid to enjoy the very thing that surrounds us every day. Amen. In your bulletin, you'll find a yellow post-it note. On the post-it, we encourage you to write a message of love or encouragement. If you need a post-it, then raise your hand and Bethany will bring one to you. All right. So we had post-its carefully placed in your bulletins. But if you didn't get one, raise your hand. All right. Will you tell them one more time what they should be writing on their post-it notes? Write a message of love or encouragement. All right. Everyone have one?
Now please exchange your note with your neighbors and read your new note. All right, so you're, you have a note, you're going to switch it with someone else, and it's fine to switch a couple times. We want to make sure that everyone gets a new note, okay? So if you need to switch a couple times to make sure everyone gets a new one, go ahead and do that. Did everyone end up with a new note? Doesn't matter how many times I get swapped, as long as you end up with a new one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good for it. So our goal here is to show you that even through the hard times, you can always find gratitude and love in your community, and it just takes a little searching. All right, we hope you'll take that note home with you and stick it somewhere where you can see it this week. I invite you to join us in our sermon response. We're, we'll sing it through two times. It's number 654.
You may be seated. And at this time, I'd like to invite all of the students of our confirmation class to come forward, as well, Elder Sharon Terrell. Mr. Moderator, the session received the following persons into the membership of this congregation. Ellie Bishop, Elliot Gelbach, Lauren Halsey, Lucy Johnston, Louise Marlowe, Craig McDonald, William McLeod, Bella Petrini, Jack Rafter, Izzy Soja, <coughs> Lucas Swank, Strat Tomey, Libby Zintak, and Oriah Chittick. So you may note there are 16 that we're receiving into membership today, 14 of whom are here, but we remember those other two as well. So this is the moment when you all take the faith that was given to you by your parents, maybe by your church, grandparents, other folks that have influenced you, that have tried to raise you in some semblance of the faith. This is the moment when you decide to take it for your own. You may have been forced to come to class, but nobody <laughs> forces you to say yes to the gift that's been offered. So this is the chance in answering the question I'm about to ask you, where you say thank you to those who've done their best to offer the gift of faith, and you claim it for yourselves. So, with that in mind, do you reaffirm your baptismal vows, trusting in God's grace in Jesus Christ, and, to de and desire to become part of the fellowship and ministry of this congregation? If so, please say, I do. All right, good enough. Will you all join with me in the Congregational Covenant? as printed in your program. With joy and, and thanksgiving, thanksgiving, we welcome these new members into this congregation. We promise to love, encourage, and support them and their families. We promise to share the good news of the gospel, to look for God's presence in them, and together to study, know, love, and serve Jesus Christ. So this class has been meeting together since early September, every week. This is quite a commitment you have made, and you have entered into this commitment wholeheartedly. So as we welcome you as members of Westminster, we have just a few things for you, just a few. First, these candles, I hope everyone noticed, they were lit on the communion table. Each one of those lit 14 candles for 14 of you in hopes that you will continue to shine your light with us, the congregation. One of Rob's favorite lines to the confirmation class that I'm going to steal, it's my favorite, I don't know if it's your favorite, <laughs> is that he tells the confirmation class, this is not a graduation, but an orientation. <laughs> right? This is not the end of your faith journey, but only the beginning. So we light the candles in hopes that you will continue to find ways to share your light with us. 
In addition, we, as third graders, we give out Bibles, right? And they're children's Bibles with lots of fun pictures and such. But we think now you're ready for a slightly more adult version of the Bible. So what we're giving you today, it's called the guidebook. And what I love about this is this is what it encourages you to do. Study it, connect it, find connections between this ancient text and your own experiences. Pray it, and then live it. So it's the NRSV, same version we have here in our pews, but with all kinds of uh, little extras for you to study, connect, pray, and live. Now, ordinarily, we would give you the Bibles and these certificates, but as I was explaining to them what was going to happen today, first question out of their mouths, are we going to get bread? Because we always give bread to new members. So yes, there is bread too, which has been sitting under the communion table. Now... You didn't bring a backpack with you, so we're going to give you the certificate in the Bible. I invite you after worship to go and get your bread. There is one loaf for each of you, okay? So what we're going to ask you to do is, when it's time, we're going to ask each of you one by one to come sign our membership book. And as they're signing, one of the things they had to do as part of this class is to write their own statements of faith. Not an easy task to get down in writing sort of what you're thinking about your own faith journey. But they each did that very thoughtfully. So as they're signing the book, I'm going to read you just one or two lines from their statements of faith. Now, these are long. I'm not going to read it all. But just so you can get a little glimpse into the faith journey of each one of these. And before we do that, one last thing. Each of these students has had an adult guide walking with them during this process, and especially helping them with these faith statements, giving feedback and such. So if you're here, if you have served as a guide for one of these students, I would invite you to just stand really briefly so we can give you thanks. I know there are at least a few of you here today. There we go. So thank you. intergenerational relationships that we form are so important. All right, enough of the to-do. Let's get on with the book signing, all right? So Livy Zintak, again, as she signs just a brief bit from her statement of faith, Livy writes, I believe that God is the one constant in my life. God's love is truly radiant and inspiring. I am inspired to be a kinder, more loving person. It is because of my faith that I am able to do this. William McLeod, God's presence gives me hope that things will be okay when times get toughest. Also, God's presence is felt when I make a mistake and need forgiveness. To me, faith is never giving up, putting others before yourself, and listening to the teachings of Jesus. Lauren Halsey, God loves everyone and everything no matter what. I believe that each person on this planet was created by God for a special reason, And regardless of their purpose, everyone is equal. Whether this person be a janitor or president, they are equal. God loves every single person, gay, straight, disabled, able-bodied, and everything else. God loves all. Izzy, Soja. I believe God is everywhere and everything. I believe God is my parents and my sisters. I believe God is my friends and my teachers. I believe God is that amazing sunset I saw last night. I believe God is love. Ellie Bishop. My church community is a place where I can find peace and tell my ideas. 
Whenever I am at church, I can learn many different ideas of who and what God is. Louise Marlowe. To me, God is the people in my life that help me make decisions and teach me lessons. God is looking over me, and I believe in guardian angels like my grandparents, and God is a part of them as well. Bella Petrini. I think everyone has a little piece of God within them. That spirit lives inside of them. I think people pour a little of their Holy Spirit into everything they do. I believe people are the happiest when they are the most in touch with their own peace of God, their Holy Spirit. Elliot Gelbach, in my life I see God in many ways. I think the most important would be in my family. They are always there for me whenever I need them and whatever I need them for. And Elliot, as a water polo player, writes, For me, I think God is mostly in the water for me. I have a clear mind when I'm in the water and can think about things that I can't otherwise. Strat told me, As the Son of God, Jesus is a role model to humanity. Throughout my life, Jesus has inspired me to become the virtuous person God desires me to become. In addition to enjoying the beauty of God, I believe the ultimate goal of every person is to model the life of Jesus. Craig McDonald, the qualities and actions that I admire about Jesus is how he always forgives us, even if we do something horrible. Jesus' example is to share. I hope that I can manage to follow in Jesus' footsteps. Joe Rafter, God has always been a part of my life through my bad moments and great moments. I have attended church for as long as I can remember. And now in theology class at school, I am taught about church and the Trinity. I enjoy this class because I learn about God in new ways that I haven't yet experienced. Lucas Swank. God is a very important part of my life and is always here for me. God will make a big impact on me forever. God has already helped me with big decisions, such as helping me find the right place to go to school. God is someone I can always turn to when I make mistakes and do the wrong thing. Someone who is always forgiving and will always listen whenever I need help. Ariya Chittick. Now God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are angels to me that when I fall into darkness, they will lead me back into the light. In the future, I trust they will still lead me back into light. My future holds lots for me, and I hope they will lead me in the right direction. Lucy Johnston. God is an everyday inspiration in my life. God is always there and knows what is best for me. Even in the darkest days, God will lead me to the right road. And I think I got everyone, right? All right, let's give you your certificates and your Bibles. Hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elliot, there you go, and Craig, there you go, Strat, Jack is back over here, Lucas, William, Livy, 
Lucy, Louise, Izzy, Ellie, back over here. Lauren, Araya, and Arabella, back over here. Now, don't forget that bread after worship. <laughs> I think that's the most important part. Yeah. Before we close in prayer, what I'd like to do is invite up um, any parents or other caring adults who may be here for this to come up and, and come near your young person, maybe come around behind them and put a hand on a shoulder. Let us pray. Loving God who knew us when we were in our mother's womb, who was there to hear our warning cry, who's been there at every scraped knee and every simple and not so simple tear, we pause to give you thanks. Thanks for the 16 who join this, your church today. And thanks for those you've placed in their lives all along the way who've made a positive difference to them. Thanks for these who helped them through difficult times and for the resilience that they've developed in themselves. We honor those who held these young people when they were but children and who accompanied them on their journeys when it wasn't easy. We stand with them now. We stand with them in awe, in an awe that they may never fully realize themselves, and we recognize this moment that they are children no more. So bless them. Bless them in the continued unfolding of their faith journey and in the formal welcome into this community of faith as adults. We pray all these things in the name of the one who said, let them come unto me. Jesus the Christ. Amen. Welcome, and you may be seated. to look at the bulletin for the announcements in the life of our church. After worship in Finley Hall, there's the alternative Christmas fair. You can get your Christmas shopping done early while supporting a variety of nonprofit organizations. Also in Finley Hall, you will find a Christmas tree with gift tags from the Ritter Center. Each gift tag has the name and age of a child on it, 
and please feel free to take a tag and buy an age-appropriate gift for them. And also return the gift, unwrapped, to the Ritter Center barrels in Findlay Hall. And they will distribute the gifts to children and teens in need of some extra cheer this holiday season. I now invite you to stand as you are able for our closing hymn, number 649. Go now from this place in gratitude and thanksgiving, ready to serve, eager to give, delighted to love. Go now in peace. Amen.
back in Alaska. 